Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello, Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos. And tonight is January 9th, 2021. And the Capricorn Planet Buzz panel will join me later. We're going to focus on the first of three squares that really are dynamic energies for this entire year. And that's between Saturn and Uranus. And that will be on exact, the first one, on January 17th. And this transit aspect includes the planets of the recent great conjunction known, uh, well, also known as the great mutation, grand mutation. And it's between Jupiter and Saturn. Every 20 years, it resets our social dynamics. It's a break and uh, expansion energy. And as they transit Aquarius, and they're still in a close conjunction because, well, it'll be all th- until April. So we're working through a long, uh, energetic time where, and by a square, we're reflecting on 90 degrees. You know, a, a circle has 360 and 90 is it has an angle. And those energies, just imagine if it was water, air, or anything, they're going to Something has to happen, and it is a resolving energy. Maybe not always the way we anticipate, and that's the dynamics we're talking about. How can we best function and work with this? And particularly because it's also in square to Taurus, which is Earth sign. They're fixed. We'll talk about more of this later. But the primary factor about this intriguing dynamic and that's one way to present this on an objective form is that they are both co-rulers of cap of aquarius aquarius traditionally has saturn and the modern ruler is aranus so perhaps that really spells it out more than anything is the old and the new and in between because there's gaps there right okay and I will say now it's time for Planet Buzz. Focusing on planetary ecliptic orbital cycles and planetary pairs called synodic cycles connecting the planets at the same degree that begin our relationship, these are the members of Planet Buzz. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Leslie Francis, author of the 2019 and 2020 Llewellyn Sunshine books, a practicing professional astrologer intuitive, a lecturer, and host of my own podcast, Coloring Outside the Box. My lifelong search to understand what it is to be human led me to develop my own approach to astrology called Purpose-Centered Astrology. 
I passionately seek to support people in their greatest act of creativity, living life, through consultations and webinars. Creator of Star Cards, I love talking and making people laugh. I'm Tara All, an astrologer, writer, and artist who loves spirituality and metaphysics. I practice and teach evolutionary astrology, and I work with the Tarot, crystals, hermeticism, and animal medicine. My approach is creative and experiential, and I created a YouTube video series called We Are the Planets through EA Zoom meetings. I also speak at conferences. Currently, I'm the resident astrologer and lead writer for Sage Goddess, and I serve on the ESAR board as marketing director. And I'm Dr. Laura Tad. I have a PhD in human science and work as a spiritually oriented psychological astrologer with people around the world. I teach and lecture on astrology both in person and remotely. I have a blog. I have written for the Mountain Astrologer, Celestial Vibes, and Tarot.com. Additionally, I am the educational coordinator for Live Life Resources, an educational nonprofit specializing in resiliency training, education, and research. And as the ancient Hermetic Code reveals, as below, so above, as above, so below. Sue. Well, I'm going to just jump in before she gets going because I, I'm going to be our little uh, fact corrector. The uh, <laughs> the Saturn uh, Uranus square is actually going to be the first one is February 17th, not January 17th. But what is happening on January 17th is Jupiter is going to square Uranus. And as soon as we get Sue back on here, I think we're going to talk about how that leads into it. But just the one didn't want to... Uh, cause any confusion, right? The big thing that everyone's talking about, the Saturn square Uranus happens three times, February 17th, June 14th, and then the final one is December 23rd. Well, and what's interesting, one of the things I had discovered as I was doing some research is that, so these, particularly the Saturn Uranus square stays in the same mode for an extended period of time. So even though they're square roughly every 20 years, they've been in a fixed sign every square since 75. Oh. And then prior to that, so the, all the squares were in cardinal signs from, um, yeah, so they'll be, and they are in fixed signs until 2043. And so what was huge. Yeah. But what, tell what, them. what does that mean, fixed, right? Because fixed to me is like stuff sure. crystallized, stuck. So, I mean, there's going to take extra movement, right, to shake that stuff up. Or yeah, it's the most solid oh, go ahead. bearing. Yeah, well, I think there's, a, it's, I mean, it's the all of the fixed signs. So Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, they're the most intense in a lot of ways. If you think about the signs in terms of seasonal, those are the signs that are in the middle of seasons. And so there's this, the most heightened part of the element are the fixed signs. And so, you know, for over 40 years, this shift, this interaction, this square has been in some ways more intense than it had been previously, or than it will be after 2043, uh, which, you know, I don't know how many of us will still be around then, but. <laughs> we won't 
<laughs> I'm planning on it. <laughs> well, well, it really indicates that, you know, for the last essentially 45 years, almost 50, we've been dealing with intense clashes between the fixed signs and people getting really entrenched in thoughts and ideas, whether it was an error or not, you know, staking your claim on on something and not realizing that, you know, if there's one thing that's inevitable, it's change. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we were yeah. in our, in our, in our pre meeting or when we were getting ready for this, we were talking about how that Saturn in Aquarius energy, how, like what is the challenge between that and Uranus and Taurus. And part of that we talked about being like the interest of self or what keeps me safe and keeps me secure as an individual versus my actual contribution to community. And right now, man, we can just see that publicly, how that's, how that's clashing together. Can you see me? You're here. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back. You're back. And you know, my chart, I don't know if other people are like this, but I think between last week and this week, uh, it must be Aquarius. Something is like, anyway, I'm glad to be back. So, and it was very dynamic, but I was hearing, can you kind of fill me in a little bit? Like what you were saying, like, we're just jumping into the Saturn Uranus square. We were just starting to talk about, Laura was talking about uh, how there's been uh, 75 years of that happening in fixed in fixed signs. And so we were kind of talking about how that fixed energy, how that Aquarius and Taurus, how they are trying to basically corner off and integrate and come together. And we just mentioned how part of that is between the interests of the individual, like what I need, yes. what's mine, what keeps me safe, what keeps me uh, secure versus what we need as a collective. And right now that's really up for negotiation, clearly. So. Beautiful. And I want to thank each one of you stellar people. I am so thrilled because that I'll just lead in with one sentence that I was going to introduce, but now it's past that. But I was thinking too, these that the dynamic planetary archetypal energies, you know, with, as we we're discussing, between Saturn and Uranus is it exactly that. It presents new accountability for social changes rooted through conflicting survival concerns. So I think exactly what you were so well uh, synthesizing is, is the name of the game, yes. And then, what, and then what side you're on? I mean, all of us have more of an affinity towards, you know, one side of energy versus the other. So, you know, there's that too. And this isn't not just externally, it's internally. We're all having this negotiation. Well, even with ourselves, like imagine yourself as one being having a bunch of needs collectively versus the individual parts of you. Those, yes. are, those are at odds too. So, you know, I mean, our opening is as above, so below, and it's also as within, so without. And I feel like that's really being electrified right now. Yeah, huge. It is. And I'm thinking, too, we have such different reactions. Just look at the fight flight. And then because it, did anybody bring up the fact that there's this Jupiter conjuncting still with you did bring that up, the energy between Saturn and Jupiter oh, no. with no, Mars. Because in this particular uh, chart, maybe I can pull it up so that people can see it. I will try to do that. But Mars and Uranus, they're all in orb. But I think yep. we agreed that that's really. Um, but we didn't tell everybody this yet, so we should tell them. OK, yes. Indeed. <laughs> well, as I pull it up, feel free, yes. 
Well, so yeah, part of this square um, that we're talking about before the Saturn squares Uranus exactly in a little over a month, Jupiter will hit it exactly. And so because they were just in this grand conjunction, they're still pretty close to each other, but Jupiter moves at about a little more than twice the speed of Saturn around the Zodiac. So it's moving much more quickly than Saturn. So it's ahead, even though they were just recently at the same degree. So Jupiter will square first, and it's actually exactly a month apart. Right, we get Jupiter square Uranus on the 17th of January, and then Saturn square Uranus on the 17th of February. And adding to that, because they're still so close, we really can't look at them too much in isolation. Yeah. Right. That there's this merging of energy when things are conjunct. And when it's in your personal chart, it's sometimes hard to even feel those archetypes as separate entities um, because they're so intertwined. So we really, this particular square is really unique in that Jupiter is so close. It turns out that the last square Jupiter was really close as well, but I didn't see that in the other ones when I was looking at it mm -hmm. historically. Um, but then adding to that, we get this Mars that just Wednesday uh, ingressed into Taurus. And so that's part of this Uranian piece too, that's adding some intensity and drive because you know Mars is where we get our drive natally in a chart. So adding this, um, urgency to this shift that Can the square is calling in. Laura, as I'm talking, yep, can you good. all say, is it large though? It's small, no, isn't it? It's small. Oh, rats. So I, I want to say that I think that with, with Jupiter uh, and the Mars sort of engaging Uranus ahead of Saturn, it's kind of like the energy could be like kicking down the door, kicking down the door at, to make way for practical change for solutions that will actually work going forward and of course you know we're all going to be experiencing that also as Tara was saying on an internal level yeah. how does how that going to work in my life well yeah and right and and so this like this because part of this is a negotiation or renegotiation between structure and freedom right and that's on mm -hmm. all all levels it's interesting that even with COVID, like I can speak for myself. So I've now been working remotely for all these months where I didn't before. That's already giving me an opportunity to relook at the idea between freedom and structure. Because all of a sudden I'm not getting in the car and commuting my LA long commute to the office. So we're getting all these different opportunities, I feel like, to relook at the, how those things work together. But as we all know, squares are never easy. Like, they're never easy. Like it's, it's, it's tough energy to work with and it has to get tough enough to make us do something different. So it does. Yeah. It's like almost like an addiction. If anybody has ever studied or had smoking or whatever it could be, you know, it, it, you have to get to rock bottom and you don't make that change. Can you see this chart? No. No, okay. No, there's nothing on this well, screen. then we won't worry about it because, and I will say to our audience, we have a new format with the YouTube and there's just, a, you know what? It is so much like life right now. We're just dealing on many different terms. And um, so I won't worry about it. We'll just explain it because not everybody's looking at YouTube anyway. A lot of people are looking at or listening to this. So 
Well, and you know, Uranus is expect the unexpected. So that's true. <laughs> well, it is. It is. And it's a shock value too. And I, the reason I was bringing that up is because the conversation gave me. Am I echoing again? Gosh darn it! I'm really being confronted with this whole electronic business for me is somehow shattering through. I hate to think that I'm that aligned with the astronomy, or the, but I am. I have zero. <laughs> Man, okay, you guys talk. I only try to talk a little bit because it makes it hard on people. Well, I think this is a perfect example of what, what we're dealing with as we try to create new structures. Stuff gets in the way. <laughs> yeah, one thing, do you guys remember when we were also we were talking because Uranus is going to go direct next mm. Thursday, right? And so that's going to change the game too. And Laura, I you and you both talked about how the degree it was in previously, um, I think at the six degree mark, remember it was back at six degrees before, right? I think it was April. April. It was in April. And that was really right. I mean, like for, for most of us, when, when COVID we were like, we were having to like, that's when we were having to stay home from work and all those things were changing. It was getting big. And it's six degrees again now. And so, and, and I will say, Tara, because you're right yeah. on December 21st, it initiated right when we had the great conjunction. Right, right. Well, this, so, and, and you guys mentioned, you brought this to my attention. But it was great that we, we get to revisit that degree again, but now we have more information and we maybe have more tools. So, for example, the vaccine is starting to happen now. But we also know, and I can speak from LA, like it's bad. Like COVID's worse now than it was then. But so so in some ways it's like we get a redo. You guys had mentioned how how that that, that retrograde period in some ways it's like a redo. You know, you get a redo, but you've gained some momentum, meaning or some hopefully some new awareness and some new tools. So here we are right now in that moment of new awareness, really. Yeah, absolutely. Or Leslie, were you gonna say something? No. <laughs> Laura, remember you talked about how part of this is going back to nature, and I love that too because you were talking well, about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think in part why we're seeing that is Taurus being sort of, in some ways, the most, the earthiest of the Earth signs in the mm -hmm. sense that it's the most connected to Mother Earth, yeah. right? As an archetype, and so we're more and more is coming out in terms of the importance of various nutrients that in protecting ourselves from COVID yeah. and that they're finding that pe people who have contracted COVID are depleted in melatonin or depleted in vitamin D, which we get from the sun. So being outside in nature is part of our cure and interacting with the natural world. And in some ways, this interesting solution where we've all gone inside we've all become so dependent on technology and yet part of what we have to turn to to heal is going out being in nature being outside in a way that's safe and finding this way to be out in the world in a new way um, and i think it's part of why we talked about before that just city after city is having this mass exodus to the country to the suburbs people are fleeing to nature 
Um, and I think that's part of what we're seeing as well. And it's in some ways part of the solution at this broader way in terms of, you know, the whole global warming has gotten completely sort of sidelined this last year. And part of what people will, will help people recognize the need to have that be a major part of the incoming administration's platform, um, which it appears to be, um, is if you're back in nature after you've been living in Manhattan for 15 years, you suddenly have a much different relationship with the earth and revolutionizing your relationship with the earth and seeing the urgency, which is what this square brings in to shift, right? I think of squares, you can get blindsided with squares, right? When I first started studying astrology and I was taught aspects through astrodrama where you play it out and it's like, oh, so if you're, I'm Saturn here and Uranus is here and they don't see each other until they collide. Mm -hmm. And that's this unexpected shift. It's like, oh, no, we have to go a different direction. And there are, there's so many dynamics. It just comes right thinking about the fact that we're Saturn is conditioning and we're deconditioning, reconditioning so many elements of our psyche. And when you say collide, that's what I'm thinking. That is it being authentic to ourselves? Because we were also bringing up the idea that if we're not authentic to ourselves, because we're involving the fixed cross with the, all the fixed signs, that it can be trauma. And that trauma can be a shock and a freezing also. It's hard to synthesize when one's in shock. I think sure. I don't well, know that's what they say. You know, it's fight, flight, or freeze. Right. Yes, right. Exactly. Is what the newest research is. Absolutely. Well, and go ahead. Well, no, please. I, I think that the other aspect of the of the Saturn uh, Uranus square is going to be what you know. Uranus can be ideals. It can be let's push as far as we can into the future. And Saturn is going to come along and say, so what is actually doable? What is actually practical? And so I, I think that, you know, there, I love that image of a collision because there's going to be a collision between reality and idealism. And that's always part of the human condition anyways. It's just it's going to be intensified because of the planetary placements and and yet, you know, for me, what I feel, and I have five planets in Aquarius, I, I'm, exci I'm excited. Uh, I can't say that I really know what's going to happen. And that's the other aspect of this is, as we can, you know, sort this out and go through it in so many different ways. But the truth is, we don't actually know what's going to happen. And it reminds me of fission or fusion. Help me with the as um, this not the, the uh, scientific terminology here, but if you take uh, uh, the neutrons, you know the protons, the atoms, and and put it in a machine and it blows it up, or it parts it, uranium is it's explosive. It help me here, somebody. And dividing the the atom. Yeah, the physics the division of, of the atom. Exactly. Ah. And so it, it erupts. And so in a way, maybe we can think of instead of this being a collision, more of an, an eruption. Uh, that's an well, eruption. Or, <laughs> But from a quantum perspective, yeah. it can duplicate. That's, it doesn't erupt. 
it multiplies from okay. a quantum physics perspective. That's very good, very good. So this is very creative on a exponential basis. But there definitely is something to be said too. And Uranus has does have to do with patterns too. So like there's that piece there too. And and Uranus is I, I feel like part of what's happening right now, um, especially with interacting with Saturn, is it's breaking stuff up so we can repattern in more natural ways, right? Uranus is more about like how do, how do things authentically work together or how do they more, even especially organically with it being in the sign Taurus right now. So I feel like part of this is like things have to break up, including ourselves at times, and then they come back together to, to repattern in a more natural way. So it's sort of like, I always think about it this way, like all the pieces are there, but how we've put them together isn't the best like container or the best machine. So all goes back in the alchemist pot, if you will, and then comes back together in a new way, which is which can feel fragmented with your own, but ultimately it's all there. You just have to, I mean, you just have to, I guess, have a little bit of patience and a little bit of courage, right? And 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 try to be conscious enough to realize that there's a there's a coming back together. There is a blessing in chaos, chaos, and that has been, I remember philosophically exactly what you said, Tara, that the advantage of chaos is that everything can fall back together with a new form. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I know that I, I think that people feel like the, the analogy I would use is carrying the, the structure of your life down to the studs like your house, right? And, and re- and, and, and yet you're going to end up with the same elements, just not, it's not going to look like it looked before at all. And, I'm, I'm and, if, and if the foundation was rotting, this is the time, this is the time that you got to get that rebuilt because you can't, you don't, we, if we keep building stuff on top of something that's not, that can't, that can't sustain or can't hold. I mean, just think about, what we're doing to our planet right now, right? If it's not sustainable, so it's because Saturn, that's part of what Saturn brings to us, helps us build that strong foundation. So part of this is checking it. I feel like Uranus is like checking, it's all moment maybe it's like checkmate to the foundation, right? You know, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm in the United States, but you could see literally that was happening in our capital this week. I mean, there was literally that sort of checking, like, okay, how strong is this? How strong is this thing that you've always thought is like just solid forever? And then we find out if it is or isn't now. And we're in the process. That is so true. Thank you so much. We will be right back. This is Planet Buzz, January 9th. And I am with Dr. Tad and Leslie Francis and Tara All. Thank you. We'll be right back. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Capricorn, ruled by Saturn, the furthest visible planet by the eye. By leaving a cycle based on meaningfulness and truth, Capricorn's energy establishes social boundaries in a structure incorporating rules, authority, and ethics. As a cardinal earth sign depicted by a sea goat climbing from the sea up to the top of a mountain, Capricorn overcomes fears through goals and ambitions to achieve mastery. Greetings. 
This is Dana Bernbach, Evolutionary Astrologer, and you are listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the Zodiac, our connection to it, and our roots in the stars. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk, 1150. Hi again, and we're back, and we are talking about... Saturn square Uranus on February 17th. I heard that, and thank you very much, Tara. <laughs> I stand corrected. We remember that. And we have so many fast and great factors to bring up. Focused action, purpose. I think that's what Leslie was talking about at one time. This is prior, but I want to make sure we cover these things. And to also mention that, um, you know, where we talk that also that, okay, as I'm stuttering, I was going to be so quick about this, but that we're also Mars will be out of the shadow period and Saturn is also about to leave shadow. That's a couple of factors. And the, okay. And the instinct and intellect. So those are threads, but maybe it'll power and connect with some of you about things. And I will add, I will add before I end that the vaccine. Yes, that was an item back looking at this reset button that we all experienced at the beginning of COVID, you might say, when we really understood March, I mean, April, during that time that we were in it, no way back. But also that Brexit and the new variants. So we have, besides the political stresses that in this country, now, Leslie, she's our friend from Canada. We're all on good, we have friendships, and that's really the ultimate part of this is how to bridge past the differences and find out how this can become strengths because there's a lot of shadow well i wanted to say i think i shared with you guys that you know in uh in canada several um people uh, prominent political people in positions uh, cabinet posts and things like that uh had had severe consequences because they chose to travel uh, when when everybody in Canada was asked to stay home for Christmas and not go anywhere. And the only reason I bring that up is is a symbol of, of dealing with the consequences of choice because Saturn is also about consequences. And so this is, you know, it, it means that as we feel the, the shift and the change going on, to be really clear that as we look into the future that we want to be able to be... Uh, accountable for the choices that that we make because Pluto's still in Capricorn it's still waving in the background uh informing us that you know the time is for integrity and, and accountability yeah. and Leslie you're right and Mars has everything to do with choices so we've so we've got with it right there with Uranus it's right in the mix and and this can us be dealing with the consequences or the trauma of either our action or inaction both ways so this can also be realizing where where we didn't step up and do what we know we needed to do one thing that i feel personally that there's real opportunity in that uh, saturn square uranus is that if you can think of something that you know you really want to do something that you want to give yourself more freedom to do to liberate yourself to really go after it that it's been in your heart to really do it saturn can help you actually set limits on the things that keep you from doing it so this to me is one of the most healthy ways of thinking about it is let's just say that I really want to do more of this type of 
collaborations like with my friends in the astrology world, then Saturn can help me say no to the other things that stop me from doing it. And that's a super powerful way to use the combination of those planets for us. I love, I love that, Tara. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think, you know, that recognizing that when we encounter resistance or we encounter barriers where we get redirected, that maybe rather than feeling the frustration that it's not manifesting the way we wanted it to, it's opening up opportunity we didn't even know was possible, which is part of that Uranian energy of just shooting for the moon. And I think of, you know, Uranus and Aquarius, which both Saturn and Jupiter are in, it's like, it's so far outside the box that there's no box to even be outside of. There's everything is possible. And so it's, oh, well, you encounter resistance, something doesn't manifest, you're forced to go a different direction to an opportunity you didn't even know was an, existed. Yeah. And that that can be part of the beauty of that tension is you're forced to go somewhere ultimately fantastic if you remain in that authenticity. Yeah, because I think, you know, that that's the other thing, you know, it's like you said before, uh, Laura, expect the unexpected and in the unexpected and not just necessarily in your external world, but paying attention to, you know, little glimmers that you get that you think have nothing to do with anything. And yet you feel them somehow. So I, I would suggest that people keep track of those moments when, when you have that, what feels like a, an incredibly important download that ha bears no resemblance to anything currently going on in your life. Well, we are still, pardon the duality here of um, time space. You know, and boy, again, I keep thinking about the Capricorn, uh, Saturn, and Uranus, just the gap in time. Maybe this is part of it, the gap in time between what we knew as conditioning and where we're trying to go can just seem so long. And we were talking a little bit about certain politics, which it's hard to avoid, and we're not coming out with opinions, but just observations, because there's several observations that I think, Tara, you were mentioning about the choice of action, and if you don't take the action, it's still an action, and that's been debated. It's so interesting to see astrology working right in front of us. There's been arguments in every which way how to go, and so interesting uh, of course, uh, um, the, the push-pull between the tradition and how to break from traditions and, and everything in between, along with the cause and defending of Mars and the, the belief structure of Jupiter. And besides the rest of the chart, thank you, you know, we have Venus that's, that's, yeah, um, ruling the Uranus and Taurus. And the nodes, and I think that's what I was going to get back down to, was this, all of this along, like, our conversation here. The nodes are in Gemini and Sagittarius. We are meant to be talking, and Congress is meant to be debating this. This is like the preliminary, and you also brought up, Nick Tara, about which we all know that um, Pluto is still in, Capricorn, and we're getting to that Pluto return in 2022 in one year in February for the first time in three 
absolute connections. And that for the United States you're talking about? Yes, thank you. To qualify that. Yes, thank you. And so therefore, uh, if we can begin these conversations now, which are evident, you know, as I was speaking in back east or all across the country with the notes in Gemini Sag will benefit. One thing too, I know we talked about this before, but with Uranus and uh, Mars conjunct there in Taurus, there can be trauma held in the body. And I know I, was, I wanted Dr. Tad, she's so good at talking about like, I don't know, really like the approaches to working with trauma because on some level uh, individually, like we're, we're, we're all, I think on some level responding to that or reacting to that uh, as, as this shifts and shakes up things in us, literally we can feel it in our bodies and maybe more than we're used to. So I think that's something to be aware of. And there's also strategies and things that we can do to help with that. Well, yeah. And I think that some of that is even be because Mars is so physical, right? It's so physical movement. And even if it's doing yoga or Qigong or something at home, because you're limited in terms of, you know, I haven't been to the gym since March. Um, you know, but finding ways that you can still really engage with your physical body and be able to check in too, because, you know, as humans, we have this very odd behavior of when we are in pain, we tend to stop breathing. Yeah. <laughs> we tend to hold our breath and it's the last thing you really should do. You have to breathe. Uh, like what will help the physical pain is deep belly breathing. And so just really finding practices for yourself to drop into your body, whether that's through exercise, through healthy diets, through even just 15 minutes to meditate and just dropping into your body to then help you decide what action or non-action to take um, can help mitigate some of that trauma because right now with that Mars-Saturn conjunction, it can be triggering the about the actions that we're taking. And whether that's soul PTSD, right? Where we have a traumatic response because there's soul memory of having done something previously that resulted in either our harm or the harm of others. And so we're in this sort of arrested state. But so by really checking in with the body, then you're able to move it out physically move out the trauma through breath, through movement, through even if, depending where you live, like feet in the dirt. Yeah. With it being in Taurus, you know, take your, even though it's cold, okay, do it for like 30 seconds. You know, put your feet in the dirt. If you're on the West Coast, like Tara, go to the beach, get your feet in the sand. Um, why do you, and it can be the snow if you're no. up in Canada. No. Why, why, why do you think we stop moving and stop breathing? Like, I know I do it too. What? Why is it? Why do you think that we, why do we do that? I was wondering that too. Thank you, Tara. I was wondering, it's like the eye of the storm. Is it because if we made a sound, the bear would hear us if we're out in the cave? I mean, where does this come from? Right. I mean, it's part of the whole body tenses up. So part of that ends up being the lungs, right? It's like I had injured my shoulder back when all of this started and I was just in physical therapy yesterday and I'm being dry needled, which is super painful and having to breathe through it because I feel my whole body tense, but the whole point of the needling is to move the needle until the muscle stops being tense and let's go. Like, so if I tense up, it's only going to take longer. 
and Neptune and Neptune's in Pisces, which is like in some ways that's that's part of our remedy here, right? Especially as it squares the nodes, it's like we've got to get flow back. And because you're right, nothing feels when we just stop things up, and Taurus can stop things up, and Saturn can. I mean, so what we have, and and Aquarius is a fixed sign. We have a lot of energy that can just, you know, hold it tight. It is an extraordinary question. I'm so glad you asked that. As far as grounding, oh my gosh, I almost broke the table. This, I don't know what the name of this is, but it's huge. And it's a big stone, and it's supposed to be good for grounding. It's a, it's a Shiva Lingam. Yeah, and I put my feet on it. You're talking like I'm up here in the condo, up in the air, but I put my feet on it because I'm supposed to ground. As you can tell, I need, I do need grounding. So I was just bringing that up. Yeah. But why? Well, oh, Laura, I think earlier in our conversation, Tara had brought up because of your psychology um, expertise education that you were going to explain about trauma or Tara, what was the question? You well, I think she did. I think she just did answer. Okay. But I know, no, I definitely, I like to tap her brain because she's got like, she's got just good responses. And I feel like part of, part of right now is we do a lot of, talking about what's happening happening we can try to understand it but we need things that can help us actually right now be in it and Taurus also is a sign about embodiment so we don't get to just escape this just by oh I understand it in my brain this is happening like, and so I'm just saying it helps me and I think at least the people that are in my life to have something that they can do right now in the moment when the chaos is happening. Yeah. And Thank I think you. too, maybe because of the Uranian energy that's brought in with this, like try something new. Don't do the exercise that you've been doing for the last 10 years. Try something out of the box for you that like maybe you've always sort of wanted to try, but we're scared. Like this is such a great time to play with that and see how that shifts stuff for you. Because that square is asking us to break up old patterning and be inventive in how we do that. And I think that gets doubled because of both Saturn and Jupiter being in Aquarius, that that need for the innovative, the new, the cutting edge, the funhouse mirror perspective of reality. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. That's like, thank you. That's good advice for me too. I was like, that's good. It's good. Do something different and maybe you'll get something different, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That's right. Right. I mean, that's what they say. The definition of a fool is doing something over and over again the same way and expecting a different result. Yeah. Um, Who doesn't so, do that, though? I mean, we all. Right. <laughs> well, and, and and be open to suggestion and 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 create. I, I I you know, connect more with your community, whatever that community happens to be, because like as we as we do Planet Buzz. I'm always excited because people bring different perspectives and I love that. And I think that's the other thing we need to do. We need to be open to, instead of trying to get entrenched and defend our territory, whatever that happens to be, uh, be open to viewing things from different perspectives because that also helps break whatever log jam there is going on inside your head because of course Aquarius is fixed air. And, and then so, you, you get stuck in the fixed air part and then you insist on embodying that because of the fixed energy in Taurus. And so also letting go of the need to be right. 
Well, that has a lot to do with the south node in Sagittarius, a little opinion, and particularly because Jupiter is part of this reset. Amen. Yeah, because if you think you have to be right, there's pretty much a guarantee that you're not. I mean, no. And, you know, and, and so what we're dealing with, it's really interesting talking about the nodal axis is, and new Jupiter is squaring it is what what is the truth? Because especially in and not just in your country, but in mine, because, you know, I live in a province where, you know, there are people on the far right who thinks that that, that COVID's a hoax. And then you have the people who are actually experiencing it and what is real to them versus what's real to other people. What's true to some people is not apparently true to others. And because we live in this world where there's so much communication, we can see the polarization, you know, up, up close and personal or far away. It doesn't matter. It seems to be everywhere and trying to grapple with that is, is a challenge. Well, it's very true. It reminds me way back, it, there used to be a term saying it's relative. Do you remember that or something? Many yeah. years ago. Yeah, we still say that now. <laughs> yeah. It's all relative. It's relative. It's extraordinary. Yeah. Um, boy, so many thoughts jamming in the brain. It's well, Leslie, like you're so like. I think that's, and I was hearing, someone was, I was listening to something earlier today too about that Neptune. And in this case, they were actually, and this was someone in another country talking about like in the United States that, you know, this insurrection at the Capitol. And they were literally saying, do you really know it's real? They said, because Neptune is squaring the nodes. So we get this stuff. And I'm not saying it's not real. Please don't take it that way. What I'm saying is that that with Neptune square the nodes, it's things are really up for question, right? So, so in every moment when you're looking at something and automatically thinking in the South node Sagittarius way, Oh, I know that's how it is, or I know that's what it is. The medicine is really partly in the North node in Gemini, which is take another look, right? Be open to another perspective because some of what we see is just being fed to us through filters. It's not clear. That's what that's probably what Neptune does. It creates a fuzz and a fog, right? Until we actually get to the clear. Well, there's two thoughts that you instigate. One is denial. I have been listening and looking at so many terms of denial. And in one way, it's even me maybe denying the fact that that's what we're dealing with to realize that there is so much uh, that people aren't accepting. And the what your acts. Presenting the antidote to is curiosity. You know, be curious. Yeah, I like that. But well, this and, and, I, and also, you know, you know, part of the, this, I think, is learning to connect to what's in here. Yeah. As the as your as what going to guide you, as opposed to looking to always looking to external sources to tell you what's true and what's not. You know, the body again. It's the Uranus and in Taurus, the body. What will the you know, I had a spiritual teacher that said once, your body will never lie to you. Your your brain can lie to all the, you know, your, your conscious mind can rearrange things and turn things upside down to make it fit whatever you want it to fit, whereas your body will always be truthful to you. The kinesiology is based on that, you know, the right. going with the truth. Yeah, or going like this. Thing, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's hmm. a good thing to remember. <laughs> That's absolutely. And purpose. 
I wanted to bring that. Um, I know, Leslie, you were talking about purpose because that gets a lot to do with authenticity. It's a fixed, fixed, uh, grand fixed cross. There's a lot to be gained, I think, from the fixed cross. As limiting as it is, it's riveting in many ways because it is embodiment. It's purpose. It's how we can find authenticity. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. That, that was just a, a kickoff point there. Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> and apparently, and, none of us were paying attention. No. no. Uh, well, and I, pardon I, me. I, I, and, and, and again, you know, back to the whole unexpected business that, that whatever, and, and I think Dr. Laura said it before that, that, uh, you know, you may set off in a particular direction thinking that's your purpose only to discover along the way that it's a completely different purpose. And, and, and having your purpose re reflect what uh, is authentically you, not somebody said I should do this or it's what everybody else does. Uh, finding your own path. Maybe that's part of chaos, trying to tie this together a little bit. Because if there's chaos everywhere, one may have an initial purpose. I take the Congress right now. Well, I don't know about that as an example. I, <laughs> Maybe we don't want to be too political. <laughs> no, but they're trying to get a, it, it, sometimes purpose. Okay, we won't use that as an example. But in other words, um, the purpose or the motive or the, 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 the goal, somehow they're all related and it can change according to the sequence of events. And we're in so, such a- I mean, here's an example that is still super current living in Georgia, right? Is so we will have two new democratic senators, one African-American, one Jewish man, both whom had friendships, close friendships with the late John, John Lewis. But so Stacey Abrams is largely being credited for their win. Had she won the gubernatorial race, she would not have been able to be this driving force with her nonprofit to have this incredible drive to get people registered and work on issues around voter suppression. Awesome. There you go. That's a perfect example of someone, you know, having an experience and then gathering up their energy and moving in a in a, in a different direction. And you know, I, I I because I do pay attention uh, to politics in the U.S. You know, and and embracing that role and giving it everything she's got without any sense of regret or feeling like she was denied anything. Yeah. And Leslie, when you were yeah. talking, one thing that came to my mind was that. So Saturn is really very much about, I don't know, climbing the mountain or doing the great work, you know, putting in the effort to accomplish the thing. But uh, and so is Capricorn. But Saturn is involved here with this with this square we're talking about. The Taurus is literally where you choose what has value, what's worth doing the Saturn work. And so I feel like that's part of what's being um Exactly. Kind of renovated here too to get back to figure out okay so so what if you put all your effort into something and you build the most the most wonderful thing to find out later on that it's not what it's not what really meant it not not really meant something or what really had value so Uranus and Taurus helps us check back in with 
what's worth it. What's worth the energy? What's worth going for? What's um, worth rebuilding? What's worth remaking? And what's worth um, changing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. What, yeah. What's worth letting go? What's worth surrendering? And that's part of that square, right? Too. Yeah. What do you want to? What letting things fall away because they no longer serve you and we can have that Torian attachment for sure. Um, but learning, oh, okay, right. I don't actually like that, <laughs> you know, piece of furniture anymore. I don't like whatever it is, you know, and because it's Taurus, it may be much more materialistic um, with certain things, but letting, you know, that when, and when you let go like that, then there's space for this unexpected. Mm-hmm. then there's the room. It's like, if you only get, you know, so many square feet. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've got to let something go to let something else in. And you have, and you only have so much energy, yeah. right? So if you funnel it all in one direction, you don't have any left for something else. And I, 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 I just, yeah, for me, these things are exciting. I, I'm not saying everything's easy. It's not no, easy no. to me either, but there's a lot of excitement to me in what we can do with this energy. You know? Well, and the truth is, I mean, there is going to be a tendency to resist the change because we're talking fixed signs. And and so we know what happens when we do that because Uranus is the stick of dynamite in the dam of your life. And if you decide not to start disassembling it, it, it it's going it, to yeah. blow up anyway in, in some way, shape or form. And I don't mean that necessarily in a physical way. I just mean that you're more likely to feel uh, if you resist it and don't yeah. and don't listen to the call to change, you're going to feel like you've been hit by a two by four. Yeah. I mean, well, wouldn't, yeah, I, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather choose where the explosion is going to happen? Like, yeah. you know, like put, put it in something you actually want to blow up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Well, uh, electricity, when we think of huh. uh, uh, Aquarius and that lightning bolt, you know, with a flash of light, it sees everything, it goes away. Like the synopsis in our brain of the electrons that leap across distances to make a connection. We, this is the first of three squares it's amazing. The next one will be on June 14th and the last one will be December 23rd. I have those dates, right? And so, (laughs) um, and that's, it's already, when you consider that that conjunction was just December 21st, my goodness, we're only what, two weeks down the pike, I guess. Yeah. 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 So there's time, there's time to like consciously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we will, refocus it will be great you know next week will be uh, cosmic collaboration and tonight is planet buzz and i have leslie francis from canada here wave can leslie and carol all from los angeles and dr pad from georgia and we have about half a minute that music can kind of slide in the background but as we finish up here and it's just been so i'm so great grateful and again like a a community. You saved the day as I got lost. I don't know what happened with my um, technological online site, but I think my early degree in Aquarius is um, having to get reset myself. And thanks to you guys, I'm so glad to be connected. 
Yeah, we're a team. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're a community. We're a community. We'll be yes. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Blessings to all. Good night. <laughs>